Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 57 of the Craft to Career Podcast. This week I have a guest who is an alumni from the Quilt Pattern Writing course who started her business only seven months ago and who was on the podcast a few weeks ago for episode 54 of Quilting Friends. It is Jessica Rose of Quilted Studio. Jessica is a dear friend who I've gotten to know from the course. She has really just knocked my socks off with her business success, with her knowledge. I just really love what she's doing. And so I invited her to come on the podcast today. She also has some really exciting news that she's going to be sharing here on the podcast today. So I can't wait to introduce you and to dive deep into Jess and how she got started with her career. So with that said, let's dive in and let's meet Jessica Rose. Jess, thank you so much for being here. For those of you who haven't listened, a couple of episodes ago, Jess was a guest with a few other friends, and we dabbled a little bit about her Instagram success, but I wanted to invite Jess on the podcast today and just do a deep dive because I find her success really cool and her aesthetic and all the things. So let's dive in, and Jess, can you tell us who you are and what you do as a creativepreneur? Yeah, so I'm Jessica Rose. I am a quilt pattern designer <laughs> and a reels extraordinaire, I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So, okay, how did you start quilting? I actually don't know this about you. Yeah, so I actually grew up quilting. Um, my So my mom quilted, she made quilts, my grandmother quilted, my aunt quilts. So it was kind of like a cultural thing. Um, and I, uh, I learned a lot just on my own. Um, so in high school, I started making bigger quilts and kind of experimenting and things like that. So yeah, I quilted for a long time. I will say I took a break though through college when I was so poor and I was in such a small space that I couldn't afford to make quilts. But um, in the last five years or so, I've, I've gotten, I've been able to make more quilts again and it's been really fun. So growing up when your mom and your grandma, when they were quilting, was there any part of you, this is me from personal experience where I was like, no, that's not that cool. I don't know. <laughs> Did you always really like it? I will say this. I don't think anyone knew that I quilted. I don't think <laughs> okay. anyone in my high school, anyone knew. I wasn't like telling anyone. I wasn't saying like, oh yeah, I make quilts on the weekends. You know, like I honestly, <laughs> right. that was the last thing I was going to tell anyone. I will say that I think I made some quilts for some friends and I think they were like, oh, I can't believe you made this. Like I'm shocked. So Yes, it was not something I <laughs> I Advertised. told a lot of people about. <laughs> yeah. On the dating profile. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so where did you grow up? Where was this? I grew up in Seattle, um, right at the base of Mount Rainier. So right outside the National Park there. So very rural community. Hmm, cool. Okay, so at what point did you think, okay, this thing that I do for fun in the hidden, I want to make a career out of this. And I think I might give it a go. That is a great question. So I, I feel like it, 
uh, I feel like I had to add some context. So I worked in business for a while. And um, one of the jobs that I had, I worked a lot with entrepreneurs. And these entrepreneurs were so frazzled and tired. And they worked 24-7. And they seemed stressed because they didn't really know what they were doing. And I thought, I will never be an entrepreneur. I will never do this. This looks terrible. <laughs> they look so stressed out all the time. Um, so it's actually really ironic that now I started my own little business. Um, so I was in, I worked in business for a while. I did HR and training, things like that. And then um, this last year, I was looking for a quilt pattern to make for my husband, who's very tall. He's like, six two or six three so it had to be a giant quilt pattern and I wanted it to look good on my bed but I also wanted it to be special for him and be somewhat masculine you know oriented um and I couldn't find anything I just kept looking and looking and for months I was like okay I want a stylish quilt pattern that is somewhat kind of gender neutral and I just like could not find it. And everything it seemed like had butterflies or hearts or flowers or, I mean, I love quilting and those are all the things that I like too, but I will say it was really hard to find this pattern. And I thought, you know what? I have quilted for a while. Why not just design my own? <laughs> so that's what I did. I sat down and I was like, okay, what kind of quilt pattern do I want to make? And I kind of figured it out. And it took so much longer than it needed to. Like, I mean, it took me like a month to figure out the math because I yeah, had yeah. no idea what I was doing. Like no idea. But I just thought, you know what? I can do this. I can make my own quilt pattern. And so um, which quilt pattern is that? It's out now, right? Yes. That was the first one. That was uh Sitakusa. That was the plaid, the gingham, the gingham mm -hmm. that I designed. Um, it's really easy. It's like strip quilting. But again, when I designed it, I was like, this is going to take me forever. So, um, yeah, it was at that point that I was designing this quilt pattern for my husband that I was like, you know, I bet I could just pop this on Etsy or I could just, you know, maybe sell it too. Cause I, I'm making it for me. Like I might as well see if anyone else wants to make it as well. Um, and so that's actually kind of where it started. And that was in October of 2021. So last year. Um, and my husband was like, you know, if you're going to sell it, you might as well go all in. You might as well just create a little business, a little brand, a little Instagram, a little this, a little that, you know, and you might as well try and sell your pattern. So, okay, I have so many like thoughts and questions. One, you're very good at marketing. And I wonder if that comes from your job you had before where you worked with entrepreneurs. Does, does that play into it? I think a little bit. I think I've always been drawn to um, marketing principles and design and things like that. I've, I've always been very creative. Um, and so I think those were kind of extensions of my creativity so for fun, maybe I would like look at fonts, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm mean, like, I'm yeah. kind of weird. I quilt, <laughs> I look at fonts, like I, I get it. Play, just a weird mix. But yes, I, I do think that the marketing uh, came from some of my business background. So that was helpful. So can you share what business this was? I'm intrigued. Like what entrepreneurs were you working with? And if it's on the hush hush, that's fine too. <laughs> This business is interesting. It was uh, it was around for a little bit of time, and what they did is they would help entrepreneurs connect with um, funding. 
And they would also get them together for classes. And so we would teach, I didn't teach, but I would help organize these events where we would help entrepreneurs learn from experts in the field. Um, so we would gather them all together and then they would learn and connect and network and things like that. So hmm, very cool. And then, okay, I cannot help but when you were like, I will never be an entrepreneur in college, <laughs> I, I, went on a, I went on a date with a guy and I was like, oh yeah, what are you studying? He's like business entrepreneurship. I'm like, ooh, that is risky. No, oh, totally. Things, you know? yeah, and no. now here I am like, ooh. but it's funny how things come around like that. So, okay, with your first pattern, okay, you were in the quilt pattern writing course. So had you started designing this pattern before the course started? Yes. So what happened is I um, I approached my brother. I have an older brother. And I said, hey, I am thinking about starting this little tiny business. And he has always been very entrepreneurial. Like 100% has started like 30 businesses um, and he's now a dentist, but he does, he runs all of these businesses on the side of being a dentist. And he immediately was like, well, if you are going to do this, you need to take a class because <laughs> I've never done this before. And he was like, you have to take a class because otherwise it's going to take you so much longer to learn these things. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. Like we're still in school. Like my husband hasn't graduated yet. You know, like, um, there's not a lot of excess funds to go towards things like that, but he was very insistent that I, I take a class. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So, and it, honestly, it was one of the best decisions that I made really early on. So I'm curious. Okay. And now it sounds like, well, tell me more why, but <laughs> I have been very vocal about one of the biggest game changers in my career was taking a course from someone else. So in what aspect was it a game changer for you minus, you know, the skills of learning how to write a pattern. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. The skills themselves actually were very helpful too. I'll go through all that. So I signed up for the class. I had already had Siracusa done, but I only had one size and I didn't really know if it was correct or not. I had just based it off of all of the other patterns that I had made. You know, I was like, here, I will just copy all of not copy, but I will take all of the principles that are used from all of these patterns, put them into one and hopefully it'll work. So when I took your class one, it really helped me learn design software. So like I was already familiar with Illustrator, but I didn't know how to do InDesign or things like that. So that really helped. And then um, I think being exposed to other people who were quilters. So for the first time ever, I was in a community where people were like me, you know, where they liked quilting. Um, and that was very unusual. Like I don't have any quilter friends. And so it provided this community and that was really great. And then some of the guest speakers were amazing. And that actually kind of like, I would say, made me more curious about reels and why I started doing them. So yes, it was okay. very helpful. I just love how different things spark something totally different. Like Everyone who's taken the course has been excited or ignited about something. And for you, it was reels. And I just have to say, it sounds like the entrepreneur gene does run in your family. Like, <laughs> it's there and it's strong. You know, it's I will like, say, I think entrepreneurship in a lot of ways is just slogging through. And it's a lot of late nights. Like it's a lot of, you know, it's fun and I enjoy it. Otherwise I wouldn't do it, but it is a lot of work. <laughs> Well, and I'll say too, there's something that you had said once, and I don't remember the exact wording, but like 
a drive to succeed. And there's just this yeah. drive. People are like, where does that drive come from? I don't know, but you, you have, just have it. to want it. You really do. Yeah. You have to want it really bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's not a walk in the park, but there's something very fun about it, you know, and oh, figuring totally. it out. Yeah. I did not anticipate that. I didn't think that it would be so fun, but it has been really enjoyable. When did it start to become fun for you? When were you like, oh, this is really fun? Um, That's hard to say. I will say, <laughs> I will say uh, there were a lot of late nights in the beginning where I was like, I don't think this is worth it. No one's going to buy my pattern. Like, what am I doing? And then it got even worse when in the course, everyone was like, hey, you need a website. And I was like, a website? I don't even know how to build a website. Like, I don't know. I, you know, it was very overwhelming in the beginning because you've got like a hundred things to do and you have no idea how to do them. Like you don't know how to do a website. You don't know how to create a newsletter list. You don't know how to do anything. So it was very overwhelming. And then I think honestly, probably two or three months in, I was like, you know, this is really fun. I've learned these things. Things are coming a little bit easier. You know, people are responding well to my brand and my niche. And and that was very encouraging. Yeah. So who is your website host? Is it Shopify? Shopify, Yeah, I use Shopify, but I have a custom theme. And then I've also uh, hired some Shopify experts to kind of customize it even further. Oh, nice. Okay. You touched on your niche, which is such a cool niche. You have done such a good job. That's like the number one thing that people struggle with, but have to have to have success. So can Mm -hmm. you describe what your niche is and how you stumbled upon it? I don't know how you chose that niche. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of went through it earlier. I really wanted to provide quilt design that was stylish. So it would fit into your living room, um, and was also beautiful and fun to make and, um, could be for, male, female, child, you know, anyone. It didn't have to be so flowery and, you know, it could be modern, but beautiful. So I think that was kind of the brand that I was really going for. Um, So I really wanted to design quilts that would fit into a West Elm pottery barn, restoration hardware, you know, anything like that. I wanted that quilt to sit in that space and belong there. I didn't want people to put, I didn't want to gift my quilt and have them put it somewhere else because it didn't really fit into their decor. It didn't fit into their space. So that is really the niche that I wanted to, you know, capitalize on. Which you have done so well. When you came out around the holidays with like a fur backed quilt. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like Pottery Barn. And then I found out you made it. I was like, what? Yeah, so, that was fun. <laughs> tell me, how was that received? For me, I was like, that's genius. Oh my gosh, it's going to be huge. How how did that one go? You know what's funny is that you have hits and you have misses. And I learned that very early on. Um, even my second pattern, I was probably a miss by some people's standards. Um, But I will say the fur backing I thought would be so cool. I was so excited about it. I was like, this is so different. You know, I had to learn how to attach fur to a quilt top, which was kind of wild. Um, But honestly, people, I think a lot of people were confused. (laughs) I think they were like, is this a quilt still? Like, what have you made? What is this? What is this thing that you've created? So I, I think it, it was kind of funny. Oh, I still have that quilt and I still love it. I just flip it to the fur side, um, not during the holidays because it's kind of mm-hmm. a holiday quilt. So it's kind of fun. Well, you know, 
I'm going to bring that back out in the holidays and request that you. <laughs> I know, that. right? Maybe this year it will take on. Maybe yes, this year yes. everyone will make fur-backed quilts. <laughs> but I mean, that is a thing because we never know as designers. I will put a quilt out. I'm like, this one's going to really be big. Yeah. And then it's not. And then some I'm like, well, which on this topic, okay, because you mentioned this is really different. There is something that I see among designers where they're like, different it equals better. The more different, the better. Mm-hmm. Not always. Like my best seller is my, uh, what is it? My half square triangle, better together quilt. Yeah. 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 You, I mean, anyone could make that. So I, just for the listeners out there, I love that you touched on that, that like, it doesn't have to be super out of the box. Just do what speaks to you and, yeah. and it can be successful. Totally. So, okay. You mentioned your first pattern came out in October. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So your business has been around, let's see, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Are we in April? We're in March. May? May. May. We're in May. Oh we're in May. June? Okay. May? I don't know what we're in, but we're in May. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's been seven months. Okay. And can you tell me how your growth has gotten, your business growth? Like, where are you at? Yes. So, well, I mean, it depends on the metric. <laughs> By which metric are you judging the basis of my business? So it's still relatively new and young. Um, but I, I do think that I saw a lot of growth probably in the first, you know, four-ish months, which was really helpful. Um, just you have a greater audience to release things to. And I think that was really, really good. So my first pattern did well, surprisingly, because it was uh, this gingham pattern, like you said, is so simple, but people really loved it. And honestly, it's really fast and easy to make. And I think, I think people really were excited about a pattern that was beautiful and could fit into their decor, but was also really fast and easy to make. So that one sold really well. And I think that kind of helped my trajectory later on. So for sure. And then we have to touch on your Instagram growth because it's somewhat unheard of, like for the, so how many followers do you have within the seven month time frame? Yeah. So I started at zero, uh, just to, yeah, I started literally where everyone else, if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't have a business yet. I don't have an Instagram. That That's where I was seven, seven months ago. I had zero. Um, and probably within three months I had a thousand, maybe, you know, maybe, and then after I started really focusing on reels and, you know, being consistent on Instagram, um, I grew probably to 10K probably by January. And then today, I think I'm at like 18.5 or 18.7 or something like that. I mean, that's crazy success. That is just not super common. And then my big question is, has that translated to sales, growth in sales and growth in your email list? Yes, I would say it does. Um, I will say, though, that just because you have a large audience, you have a large community on Instagram, doesn't necessarily mean that you're just like raking in the the sales. Like I think someone assumes that if they have, say, 50K or 100,000 followers, that they just make a bunch of money. You really don't. I think it just depends on how you interact with that community. So, and that is one of my goals is to interact with my followers and, you know, the people who are part of that community. So, and I do that through reels and and things like that. So. Yes. Okay. 100%. Let's just take a moment to like simmer on that. Cause it's huge. 
so many people I will hear like, oh, so-and-so is killing it. They have this many followers. I'm like, go and do a little digging around. How are they yeah. earning money? They aren't, you know? Yeah. And you do have to monetize of- it somehow. You have to yep. create kind of an engine. So, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. So what happens is that you get followers and I will say having a lot of followers is very helpful. Like I said earlier, when you're launching a product, because now you're not just launching it to a thousand, you're launching it to 18,000 people who could potentially see that. So I will say that I think Roma, my third quilt pattern, I think was really successful. Um, I, well, in comparison to maybe my first pattern, um, because I, I just had a larger audience. So, and my mailing list, um, you know, I haven't focused a lot on, I know this is bad. I'm bad. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Don't, I know. I was going to say, you're going to be like, Jessica, <laughs> sit down and work out a way to do this. I am growing that, but it is slower. And mm-hmm. so I need to, yeah, I need to figure out ways on how to, uh, kind of funnel people over into the mailing list. So, Yes, do that, do that, because I will preach that from the rooftops forever. But there is a correlation between the growth of your following and the growth of your sales. So one hundred, and there is something to, if you want to work with a brand, if you there is, you know, it's a vanity metric, but other people do look at that, and so it helps build credibility. Just having oh, it really that does, it totally does. And at some point, when I hit the higher numbers you know, you talk to fabric companies and they are more than willing to give you all sorts of different things. And so in some ways it kind of helps your bottom line because a lot of the quilts that I make, I don't pay for, you know, I don't pay for any of the materials. So, I mean, in some ways it's, it's helpful. And I will say, I'm just going to give a, an unsolicited plug here, but if someone wants to offer you a free product or something because of how many followers you have, listen, just everyone ask for compensation that's monetary besides just the free thing. I know, I know. That's that something <laughs> I didn't everyone <laughs> in the crafting industry needs to do. All of us yes. are very nice and we're all very like, yes, give us free things and we'll do anything you want. Um, but yes, I know we need to adjust that. I'm 100% with you on that. Yes. And I think there's something too where at first when people offer things, it's so flattering like, oh my gosh, I don't need to pay for this. It's free. Yeah, cool. You want me? Okay. Right, right. But if they want you, that means that you're marketing for them and that's coming from their advertising budget. So yes, I will say I've worked with some brands that I worked with in the beginning. And then later on, um, they would approach me and say, Hey, do you want to, or can we take your video and use it here, here, and here? And I'm at the point now where I'd probably say, sure, but that would come with some kind of compensation. I think I'd have the confidence now to be like, yes, but because I would be selling your product to like, all mm-hmm. of these people, like you definitely need to compensate me in some way. Which is fair enough because you're not even a year in, you know, but it does, it takes a little bit of building confidence, yeah. but at some point let's all like acknowledge that this is marketing for someone. And so we mm-hmm. can get paid for that. So I am wondering when you say that you make reels, tell me more because there's reels and then there's reels like <laughs> not all reels are created equal am I right yes uh okay so uh, probably around November December I 
started looking more into marketing and I, you know, once I had kind of grasped how to create a small business, I had a little website, I had kind of ticked off these things and I was like, now I really want to focus on my reach. I want to see if I can kind of broaden my community. Um, and so it seemed like that Instagram was a great way to do that. It's a free tool to use. I don't have to pay to use it. Um, there are other tools you could do this for. Like, for example, I picked Instagram, but you could do like Pinterest or you could do TikTok or you could do, you know, I don't know, all sorts of different things. Um, so I picked, I picked Instagram and it seemed like right around there, uh, right around probably November last year, reels became a lot bigger and Instagram decided that they were going to push reels way more than they had in the past. So it became um, pretty apparent that I needed to kind of embrace reels if I wanted to grow. I didn't think I would grow as fast as I did. I will say I had no idea that some of my videos would just, you know, get like half a million views. I did not think that would happen. Um, but I just decided that I was going to start making reels. I had no idea what I was doing and I just started. <laughs> Perfect. And you learned real fast. I mean, when we were together a few weeks ago, it was so enlightening where you're like, okay, let's try this. Oh, let's make that shorter. Let's da, 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 da. You know, I was like, well, shoot. Now, every time I make a reel, I'm like, oh, what would Jess do? <laughs> what would Jess do? She'd make it shorter. Whatever you're doing, make it shorter. That is like my theme. Make it shorter. Um, yeah. So I will say that the reels that I made in the beginning, I just, I wasn't, honestly, listener at home, you can scroll back and see my early reels. I have kept them on there for a reason. And that is you can go back and you can see them and see where I started. And they're, I don't want to say terrible, but they're terrible. <laughs> you can go back. <laughs> like one of my early reels, I didn't even add music to because I had no idea what I was doing. So it's just silent. <laughs> it's just like silent. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Um, so I think with practice and then a bunch of research, really, honestly, which is the key to everything with a business is just research. It's just sitting down and doing a lot of research. Um, I figured out that it seemed like there was a pattern to reels that were successful. And I thought, I think I could learn this. I think I could apply this pattern to quilting, which was kind of unusual. I didn't see a lot of people doing quilting reels at that point. And um, some of them were, there is a large community of quilters on TikTok, um, but I wasn't on TikTok. So I didn't really know, you know, that community as well. I actually don't. Now I'm going to check that out. Yeah. It's big over there. You should go. Huh, okay. But okay. On that topic of Real, well, Instagram changing, right? Yes. So it's a free platform. Mm -hmm. I know a few, a few, a lot of people are frustrated that yes. I don't want reels. I don't want to see reels I, to speak on that. I, it's a free platform, right? We don't own that. And so you got to kind of play with the rules, I feel like, or don't do it. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? A hundred percent. Yes. It's a free tool. And so you play by their game, you know, uh, it's a game. Everything is a game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I will say that, I am younger. I'm a millennial. Um, and so I do not mind short form videos. I have a, I don't have a TikTok, but I watch TikToks. Like I don't mind videos. I like pictures as well. And so I think for me, I was very flexible 
with the changes that happened to Instagram. And I know that some people were kind of sad and are still in mourning about the loss of like the single picture Instagram as it was. Um, which is to say, you know, it is kind of sad. It, they've changed it now to become, you know, TikTok 2.0. But mm. I will say that is how I grew. I grew through that. So I can't complain too much. <laughs> well, and if you're going to use someone else's platform, that's free and it helps drive a bunch of marketing. I just don't feel like there's a ton of room to to complain. It's not always convenient. It's just not, you know, but. Um, yeah, it is. And, t- and TikTok and Instagram is not perfect. I will say that, that they make lots of changes. There's glitches sometimes. There's weird things that happen. But I think as an entrepreneur, a little business owner, I just have to be flexible. I have to play by other people's rules until I can make up my own rules. And I have you know, 50,000 people on my mailing list. And I have a website that gets a ton of traffic all on its own, you know. So for now, I will play by their rules. Yep. And I will continue to play by their rules because it is a piece of my marketing pie, you know, even though I have a healthy email list, Mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I said I didn't add people to my email list through Instagram, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, they'll change. It will continue to change. The only thing that's consistent is that it's not consistent. So Yes, totally. It'll keep changing. So I want you to, I have been begging you to make a little course uh, teaching other people how to do reels because, because so many things, you're good at it, you've had success. And you did a little mini course for our Crafted Career students. And I love that you're like, this is so basic. Everything you say, you're like, this is so basic. I'm like, you have got to stop saying that because I feel like I will. I'll stop saying that. I'll stop saying that. I'll stop saying that. I'm going to stop saying that. I promise. So the things that just come natural to you don't for others. And you're able to teach it in a way that makes sense, which is awesome. So I think you are actually going to move forward with this. Am I right? Yes, 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 yes. So after, you know, what happened is that during your course with, um, the pattern writing class, I had already kind of embraced reels and I had seen some growth from it. And by the end of your course, I had a lot of our classmates reaching out and they were like, listen, you need to teach me what you did. (laughs) Like, I want to be better at reels. How did you do this? And I was like, well, like I said, it's so easy. <laughs> it's so <laughs> yeah. easy. You just you just do this, this, and this. Um, and so after a while of uh, one-on-one help with some of my classmates, I was like, you know what? They're right. I should just sit down and make a course with all of these very um, kind of beginner-friendly reels kind of things. And that's what I did over the last like four months. I've been working on this course. Um, and it was specifically geared towards beginners. It is, if you have never made a reel before, this course is for you. And I just think too, if there's something that you, people are asking you about over and over again. Yeah. And it's kind of nice that you have experience under your belt. You're not just like, I'm going to make this because, but like you actually taught people, including me, and it's <laughs> been really good. So you know what you're talking about. And you're a good teacher. You're qualified and you're good. So when when will this be available? Yeah, so it's a, it's a two-week course. Um, it has seven modules in it. And we are going to do it at the beginning of June. It will be 
um, at the beginning of June. Um, so I do have a sign up already. It has limited spots just because it's my first course and I, I'm going to limit it. So if you would like to take it, please go sign up and you will be the first ones to know um, when it opens. Um, but it's, I think it'll be really fun because I feel like it will level the playing field for some people who maybe are at a disadvantage and never really learned social media. Um, I just kept thinking about maybe some of the older generations who just like, it wasn't their fault that they didn't grow up creating short form videos. Like they didn't, you know, it's not, it's not their fault. They didn't have that. So I thought this would be a great way to kind of introduce them to reels. And by the end of the course, they could be making the same reels that I'm making. So yeah, that was the whole point. So for people who have made reels, are you going to be offering a course that's more advanced? We'll see. Yes, I will. I will. It just depends on how one-on-one goes. This is basically, it's Instagram reels for beginners, but I just call it one-on-one. It depends on how this one goes. If this is great and people love it and they want to sign up for it and everyone's like, okay, I took this class. I want to know more about all of these other kind of marketing principles that go into reels and all like the more advanced things I would, you know, I definitely do another class. So we'll see if you want another class, go sign up for the first one and we'll see how it goes. I'm going to say people are going to want another class. I already know because whenever (laughs) I'm with you, I'm like, tell me more, tell me more, which can I ask a totally selfish question, which will help the listeners as well. Can I just pick your brain? I've got you. Ask me any question. Okay, perfect. Okay. So I do have a company that wants me to make a reel right now and they want me to do a voice over. Okay. Should I have music in the background or should it just be my voice? I would do a voiceover with a trending audio in the background at a very low level. Okay, perfect. That's what Thank I would you. do. <laughs> I have been stressing about that. I'm like, yes. I don't know what to do. I you can do. also do, I would say your point, because you do have a very large following, you could probably get away with just doing a voiceover, which would then become an original audio, which is fine. And Instagram oh. is actually going more towards original audios. So you could experiment and do two reels and I don't know if they're paying you to do two reels, but you could split it up and do one with a trending audio in the background voiceover and then do the second one with just your voice. I like it. I like it. I will say, I'll throw this out there, which is kind of advanced. They are going to be posting it and collaborating with me. So I'm just going to throw that out there. If you have questions, sign up for Jess's course. That might be a bit advanced. We'll have to just see. I, I do go through collaboration. I do go, I show you how to do it with other people. So okay, that will be part of it. Good. Okay. So you say it's all beginning, but I was, I just learned how to do that when you're like, we should collaborate. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? We should do what? I wouldn't say that's new. That's a new feature. They just launched that like mm, two months ago. So, okay. Yes. I will be the person that will keep abreast of these things for yes. you. You don't have okay. to, I will tell you about them. I'm keeping you on speed dial. Jess, what they yeah. do today. What's new today? <laughs> for anyone out there who's listening that's a creative entrepreneur, If you could just share your top tips with them, whatever comes to mind of things you've learned. Granted, it's not even been a year. I just can't get over the success and growth that you've had, which is exciting. But yeah, what tips have you got? Um, Okay, so for people who have not started yet, I will say when you are considering your niche, just pick something that you really love and that you are already doing. So for example, I was already making quilts in my spare time. My husband is gone a lot in 
in med school, so he's never home. And I, at night, would just make quilts by myself. You know, I'd turn on Netflix and I'd make quilts. And I thought, this business is just an extension of something that I already love. And I think that makes it a lot easier for me because when I'm making content, when I'm making marketing, when I'm interacting with my community, these are people that I was already, you know, involved with. This is a niche that I already love. So I will say that pick something that you you could talk about and write about and research for the next, you know, however long it is. Okay, I love that too. Just also with your look, because it's very genuine, like that's something that you love. I know sometimes people struggle with finding a niche because they, they're they looking at it the other way around. They're like, what's popular? What's going to do yeah, well? I would not do that. Uh-uh. That no. never, ever goes off. It never plays off well. So No, no it doesn't. And honestly, you, you really want to attract people to you that you want to interact with on a daily basis. So I, I would say like whatever brand and niche that you are creating, I, I would say just make sure it's something that you love. And something that you want to interact with on a daily basis. I love it. Well, that has served you very well. And you have had great success with that. And you're just great at business. I am excited to see. I hope you have other courses coming out besides Rails. Just because even when I chat with you, I'm like, how did she know that? Like, you are just very natural with business. I will say, I will say, I've done a lot of research. I have taken a lot of little mini courses since yours. And I've really kind of tried to understand marketing from every standpoint. And I will say that's one of the reasons why I think reels have been successful for me is that I think none of my reels are random. Like none of them are just a random bit of thing of content. All of them are planned. I have a content marketing plan and I stick with it usually unless I get sick or we're moving. <laughs> nice to be. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, it's very planned and it's very um, deliberate. And so I think that that helps kind of my brand maintain kind of its brandness. <laughs> I guess that's not. A- so can you touch on more on that? I'm very intrigued. Or is that more of like, Mm-mm, you got to pay to get access to what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about here. <laughs> that's 2.0. Uh, no, well, actually I do individual consulting as well on the side. And that is something that we go through. So basically I sit down and I've done this with a couple of people already. And we just sit down and we go through and we create content marketing plans and we make sure that people understand exactly why they're posting their content. Because that's the biggest question people come to me with is they're like, well, I don't know what to do. How do you come up with content? How do you know what to post about? How do you know what reels to make? And I'm like, well, if you're asking that question, it means that you really haven't nailed down your marketing plan and you really haven't nailed down like your target audience. So Oh, boom. Okay. This is golden right here. See, this is what I'm talking about. You are so good. I love it. Okay. Everyone, I've just been listening to your Jess. podcast, Elizabeth. That's it. I've just been listening to all your podcasts. <laughs> That's all the education you've had <laughs> That's here. It. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Awesome. Well, okay. If people want to find you, if they want to sign up for the course or follow you on Instagram, where can they find you? So we're at Quilted Studios. Uh, it's quilted without an E because that's so more modern and cool. Q, go ahead and spell it. Q, oh gosh, Q-U-I-L-T-D studios. Uh, so we're on Instagram and then I have a website and there will be a link in my bio where you can sign up for the wait list um, for this first course. 
Um, and yeah, again, it has limited spots. So if it fills up, it fills up and uh, we'll see how it goes. If, you know, a lot of people don't get in, then we'll probably run it again later in the fall. So smart. Okay. Yay. And then if people want to know more about the one-on-one -on -one thing, or is that like something you're offering or is that? It is. It is. And you can DM me. I've had people just DM me. And also on my website, there is a section under about where you click about and it will say small business and you can click on that and it, there will be a spot where you can actually just, uh, you can schedule a time with me. So it has my like schedule in there already. So you can just go in there. It's really easy. Just yeah. Do that. So awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being here and congrats on just your growth and studying the success that you've had, which is not by accident. It's from all your hard work and your dedication, but yeah, thanks so much for being here. It was such a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. I had so much fun. Jessica, thank you so much for being here today with us. I absolutely love chatting with you. I wish I could go back into your high school days and see the quilts that you made back then. And for you listeners who are wanting to grow your audience on Instagram to learn how to have success with your reels, you can check out Jessica's website. The link for that is in the show notes. It's at quilterscandy.com. Go to the podcast and look for episode 57. Also, be sure to leave a review for the podcast. Go ahead and let me know what you're thinking of the podcast, how it's been helpful for you. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Crafty Career Podcast. Each and every Friday, a new episode comes that will help you build your business and turn your craft into a successful career. Each week, we have different guests that come and share their story of how they've turned a craft into a career or they share their perspective, something unique in business that I think would really be great for you listeners. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I will see you next Friday with a brand new episode of the Craft to Career podcast. Have a wonderful week.